Yay, yay, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Eat some turkey. Watch some football. Gotta love Thanksgiving. Gotta love Thanksgiving. Jason is here with me. Michael's here with me. Jason, how do you feel about Thanksgiving, bro? That's one of my favorite holidays, man. Uh, I mean, there's food, there's football, there's a break from school or from working if you work in a school related field it's it's just great all around family and friends yo i i used to say the four f's of thanksgiving and the twins used to make fun of me for this because it was their duty to make fun of me for everything they are my little brothers after duty all. and <laughs> the four f's friends family food and football what else what else could you want it's everything where can you want finland <laughs> Finland. You could do it in Finland, I think. I'd, I'd rather do it in America, I think. No offense to Finland. We do this know. in America. We do this thing. We have the three Thanksgiving games for you. Again, I'm your host, Tim Petrat. Here are my brothers, Mike Petrat, Jason Petrat. Let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Yo, three pretty good games um, that looked a little better last week than they do this week. But, you know, three decent games with some fantasy implications. Not only is this Thanksgiving, this is one of the most fantasy relevant weeks of the year it's the playoffs before the playoffs baby it's the play-in game i know for me i'm in four different play-in games across my leagues it's like that it's Hot like band. that how about yeah, you Michael? i have a well i'm dominating in a couple leagues got the buys locked down basically so i got up. one buy this week I'm, I'm 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 disappointed that i got one buy this year there's one league that my team underperformed last week and i'm done and then there's a couple leagues where this week is important, so we'll see. Time will tell. League. The Patreon League, I've been in first or second the whole year, so Jason, I'm trying to ride this wave to the chip. You want to hear something about the Patreon League? And shout out patreon.com uh, slash brotofantasy and brotofantasy.com if you want to support and you want to be part of one of these leagues next year. We're down to legit have like 100 leagues. Like, like let's go. I don't know if 100 is a little a lot. But like 50, we'll do it. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, man. Let's get it. Let's 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 fucking get it. But dude, I hope in, everyone gets it. In the Patreon league, like the one where all three of us are in it, my team was just is disgusting. Yeah. Like I got hit with injuries. I I like to change my uh my approach in drafts for once in a while. This one I went QB early, which I never do and it it was just ended up being a bad team. Mm. But I worked the waiver wire a bit as I always do. And the last couple weeks my team hasn't looked as terrible. And I took down a couple teams. I took down the first place team while I was in 12th. Scored a lot of points. Jumped up to 9th. And there's like a 1% chance I could get that 6th seed. In that same league, I I was in like 10th all year. I put up a week of 207 points. So my points at 4 skyrocketed to like 4th in the league. And I've won the last two weeks, so I'm in 7th. And I got to play this guy who's been cruising in first place all year for a playoff yeah. spot in the Patreon League. Hot Be part of this, people. We want to play in as many of these leagues as possible. We want to share with you guys. The Discord's always, like, mad funny when people, like, people, when Big Will was like, you put the eggplant emoji in my ear emoji today. <laughs> Shout out to Big Will. I did. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I did, dude. <laughs> it is what it is. But, I mean, yeah, yo. His life. Yeah. Sign up. And most people right now are probably already signed up, so let's get it signed up. One more thing about Thanksgiving games before we jump into it. Get those guys out of your flex. Yes. In case a random injury pops up on a Thursday night or a Friday of practice, and you have, say, Devontae Freeman in the flex instead of in your running back position, and you can't play someone like, say, you have a stacked wide receivers, and you can't play someone like Jarvis Landry, who's been super hot because... Devontae Freeman's in your flex position, you're going to be very upset. Very, very upset. Tim just got hyped and grabbed his phone to do exactly that. Yep. I, ju- I just got hyped and checked. And I'm in the, currently in the process of checking that I don't have anyone in my flex spot on by. That is so clutch, Michael. <laughs> Yo, so clutch. Um, speaking of clutch, 
We're coming to you on a Tuesday. Uh, if you're part of the Patreon, Tuesday. <laughs> if you're part of the Patreon, we'll hit you with waivers. This is not a waiver show. We just want to put that out there. Um, so join the Patreon. You can get the waivers as early as Thanksgiving special episode. Yeah, like we're gonna do it right after this. So it's gonna be like an hour. So you guys want to get to this first game? Let's do it. All right. Um, the first game is kind of a snoozer, but you know it has some fantasy implications. Um, the Bears and the Lions. Yeah. You say a bit of a snoozer. I'm going to have to agree with you here. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Driscoll disappointed last week. I guess I'll just start with the lines because Jeff Driscoll disappointed me. It was the highest I had Jeff Driscoll ranked all season. I mean, compared to the... Dude, last week was just a weird week. It was. It like, was. Jeff Driscoll put up 14 points, and I think he was even, like, right on the QB1, like, fence. It was just a lot of super ugly games. A ugly. lot of big games from random people and then just really dud games from others. Like in our main league, I faced the I played the last place team. If I would have won, I'd be in the playoffs right now. But I lost because he put up 150 last place without Travis Kelsey. And then three teams in our league, the three teams I needed to lose, all three of their opponents didn't score more than 68. Three teams and the highest score was 68 points. Disgusting. And Man. that but that's just how that week was last week. So Hopefully Crazy. this week's a little more closer to the norm, but this it's seems such an like it's going to be... Yeah, a lot of low scores is a, now that I think about it that I saw. Yeah, it seems around. like uh, a game you're going to likely want to avoid. Jeff Driscoll, for example, since I started with him, definitely not a streaming option this week against Chicago, who's been great against the QB and the wide receivers recently. You know, the Lions were a one-and-a-half-point favorite uh, on Saturday over the Bears, and after they lost to the Skins, they are now a... Um, where am I? Three point underdog makes sense. You lose that's a skins, that's a big your stock. That's a big down. change. And I think the Bears too also are better since Saturday, in terms of the eyes of the better, yeah. because they had a good game. Also, another thing about the Thanksgiving games, and we're recording on Thursday. Keep an eye on our rankings because our rankings are not up yet. Our rankings go out usually on Wednesday night, so keep an eye on those as well for your Thursday players. Yeah, for sure. We'll all we'll all have to have ours in by tomorrow night. So yep. we'll, you'll have all of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but what about the guys you have to play? Like so there's guys depending on Kenny Galladay. So if Kenny Galladay, what's his outlook in this game against Chicago, who's been honestly just shut down to all receivers? Yeah, uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, who's also been great, had a little bit more of a down week last week. Both receivers really kind of slacked last week against the Redskins, but their defense is shady, pretty solid. That's not why they're playing so bad as a team. It's their offense. So, Kenny Galladay, I don't see how you could really rank him as more than like a, either a high-end wide receiver three or low-end wide receiver two because of this brutal matchup with Jeff Driscoll at QB. It's not like Matt Stafford's coming back or something. And Marvin Jones, the way he's been going, it's hard to sit him, but you can't really trust him as more than like a wide receiver three in this game either, more of a mid-wide receiver three. I feel like he's back to what he was before this year, which is a boomer bust Wide receiver three with wide receiver one potential, but wide receiver just completely bottoming out also, like wide receiver five, six potential. Yeah, and it's tough because both these guys can at any moment catch a long ball on top of the defender's head because they both have done that in the past. But with Jeff Driscoll throwing, you never know, and they could just end with a line of like three for 45. Jeff Driscoll is also dealing with a hamstring injury. And if he doesn't... uh suit up before Thanksgiving, David Blau or Blow or B-L-O-U-G-H. I'm not sure how he pronounced Likely blows. Likely blows, yeah. And if he's <laughs> throwing the ball, you don't want to start either guy because even with Driscoll behind center, Kenny Galladay has one insanely good catch against the Bears in the end zone. And this is like 50 yards. Besides that, he hasn't done anything in three two, games. Two straight games, too, of just like he had to make a giant, ridiculous catch just to get on the board. So it's 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 hard to trust him. Yeah. And it sucks because people have been riding him up until this point. And he was all right with his first couple of games with Driscoll, but it's been downhill. Coming off back-to-back, pretty awful outings for Kenny Galladay. Not good. You got to play him, though. How do you sit Kenny I mean, Galladay? it depends on your options, but definitely sitable. Like Devontae Parker, for instance, I'd probably play over him this week, Damn. which is something crazy to say know, it's like that. in the beginning of the season. But Devontae Parker's been super consistent. You feel the same way, Jay? Yeah, I agree. What about this running game? Bo Scarborough's honestly been pretty good. Uh, Bo Scarborough killed it last week, too, Yeah, he's, he looks like a nice one-cut downhill type back who could put a 
put a fucking elbow into you and put a shoulder into He's you. Giving scars to the defense. Yeah, man. Like he 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 looks like a, an old school type of dude, and I think that's what they need in this offense right now. Eighteen carries for ninety eight yards. When you have Jeff Driscoll, you're gonna give it to a a back, and if you got a fresh back that's fresh off the waiver wire, on top of that, he's a bruiser, so you know he's not going to lose yards. I think he gets a lot of work in this game. Um, it's he the back to back fourteen and eighteen rushes are nice to see. That's against uh well Dallas the fourteen rushes they they play very well against Dallas actually, but then Washington last week was a close game. Chicago is a tough matchup, but if you're going to beat them, it's likely th- on the ground they're. Their defensive unit has, uh, hasn't been as light against the run as it was earlier in the season recently, but it's still where they get attacked the most and where you can beat them. So I wouldn't be shocked for both Scarborough to get another 15 to 20 touches, just that he has no role at all in the passing game, which is pretty scary when you're going up against Chicago because unless he finds an end zone, which is a tough bet, he's probably going to end with like five to eight points off yards. Jason, how do you feel? Yeah, I agree with Michael. Uh, he's a touchdown dependent RB three flex. Like, there's a decent amount of upside here, but how many touches is he going to see? Probably around the fourteen to the fifteen to twenty range is reasonable. How many yards per carry is he going to get? Let's say it's around four. We're looking at an eighty yard performance at best. Last week he was at ninety eight. Unless he finds the end zone, though, you're not really happy with that. So I don't know. He had ninety eight yards last week. I think what Bo Scarborough There's is... There's no potential for a reception. No, that's true. But there doesn't so, have to be necessarily. He also lost a fumble, which isn't good. We're really just banking on a touchdown. Look, I, Bo Scarborough is, type, Scarborough is the type of guy where if I was struggling at the flex all season and I'm hanging on and I'm around sixth place and I picked him up and I used some fab on him, I'm really psyched to put him in my, in my flex this week to have a big game. Does he have a floor? Obviously, because he has a floor. Uh, like you said, I mean, it's it, all of the factors like Chicago and the fact that he was didn't even have a job two weeks ago. And, you know, the fact that he hasn't had this work before, all these things definitely exist. But I think I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right starting him in the flex if I've been having flex problems. And I'm on the flex. About sure. It. Yeah. Um, you guys just said don't start a flex. <laughs> don't start. What? Well, well, uh, as an RB2, but if well, your RB2 is in your flex saying, spot. If you don't that? have, yeah. if he was going to be in your flex, like you don't have really another option, then put him in your RB2 and move your other running back to the flex. Suck it, Jay. So here's interesting because we've said this a lot. We've said um, Mitch Trubisky. Yes, that's right. I said it. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Look, I thought he was going to be a fantasy stud this season. I was wrong. I was really wrong. With that being said, he's had some studly games. And in two of his last three games, he's looked better as a quarterback. Most importantly, as a rushing touchdown. Threw for three touchdowns in one of those games. And he's playing a Detroit uh, defense that has been getting torched in the air all season. So the question is, Allen Robinson had a big game last week. So the question is, if you're quarterback needy right now, is Mitch Trubisky an option for you in a must-win game? Come on, man. Come on. That's That's the... That's the thing in a must-win game for a lot of people. Are you a really going to trust Mitch yeah. Trubisky? But I mean, if, what if you're what if you're desperate? Like, is there some decent upside against the Lions? Sure, right. But I mean, there was also decent upside against other teams that he did not perform well against. So there's also some solid matchups in the quarterback landscape this week that there are. Even better Ryan than last Tannehill week. against Indy. Ryan Tannehill looks like a, the stream of Donald's there. playing the Bengals. Yeah. Darnold also should not even be streamed anymore. I made this very clear on Monday. He should be a starting quarterback on teams. Yeah, Tannehill and Darnold are looking like studs out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, not out of nowhere. This is Sam is progressing. progressing. But it's kind of out of nowhere. For Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's out of nowhere. And that's someone that I mean, we've, we always been, we've always been a little higher on him than everyone else, I feel like, the the consensus of people. Um, yeah, but where were we? We were talking about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Mitch Ryan Trubisky. Tannehill. He's a hard sell this week. I'll I'll just leave it at that. Okay, I, I I would consider it, but I don't want my season resting in the arm of Mitch Trubisky. Neither do I. Yeah. All right. So well, Timmy uh, just said I don't want my season, but you know the fourth quarter, bro, he's gonna kill it, look, bro. There's more than four quarters in fantasy football. There's there's I mean there's more than just the fourth quarter in fantasy football. You gotta be good in the first, second, and third too. Like True. Josh Allen was for me this week. Booyah. Anyway, let's go back to what about Allen Robinson? He was good in all the quarters, mostly that he in the. Was. But he had a good game. You guys have been on the uh, 
we don't like Allen Robinson train that much, but I think in this situation, you have to be comfortable not only starting him, but be pretty excited about it. I mean, no, no, he's still? going. Darius, There's never going to be a time I'm back. excited about Allen Robinson. Dude, we thought the matchup with Philadelphia was amazing. He went one for six. Like this, this is just how he does it. This is how he rolls. But he has had Last better games in better matchups. Yes, I mean he hasn't been. He hasn't been. This is his best season since the. Season. He went six for eighty six when he played Detroit a few weeks ago, and that was no Darius Slay. Darius Slay is back. He was he shadowed Terry McLaurin. Uh, last week, McLaurin did decently well. Went like five for seventy. He did. He did well. So I mean, but it's definitely tougher than who he was going up against week ten. So just yes, you're likely playing Allen Robinson, but per usual, his expert consensus ranking right now is wide receiver fifteen. I'll probably have him more at the low end, wide receiver two side. Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel played their flip flop game, where one of them has a pretty good game, and that you yeah, that was very him. frustrating. I like Taylor Gabriel as a streamer last week because he's been very productive for three straight weeks. Like the three weeks prior, he went three for 69, four for 39, and a touchdown, and then seven for 57, seeing a total of 23 targets through three games. And then he sees three targets this week, and Anthony Miller just becomes the guy getting the main targets, nine targets and six for 77. That's what I thought Taylor Gabriel was going to do. They're both not trustworthy starts to begin with. Now that this like flip flop thing looks like it might start happening, I don't see how you could really trust either of them. Yeah, Taylor Gabriel was a talk of the town with his fourteen targets two weeks ago, but Anthony Miller had eleven behind him, uh, and the Bears threw a lot that game, so that had a lot to do with it. But now it's just two games in a row. Anthony Miller has twenty targets. I guess someone you can keep an eye on. It's still not someone I'm trusting. I guess it's got to go to quarterback play. Right, Jason, and it isn't good. Right, as of last week, Jason, I don't know if you have this information in front of you, but what's his true throw value? Anthony Miller, uh, Taylor Gabriel, probably both of them are in the bottom, bottom half. They have to be very low. Guarantee that. Right. I could. I'll I'll probably in the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. with that being said, you know, even if they do get the targets, you can't trust them. Yeah. Um. What about David Montgomery? Yikes. <laughs> you're, so you're, I mean, this look, this team not only score points against Yikers. Is this team not going to score points against Detroit? So out Detroit? of real quick, out of ninety-seven candidates, um, where was I? I? Just had him. Gabriel and Miller, Jay. Anthony Miller, eighty-fifth. Oof, total yuck. Yikers so there too. There's going to be the, he's going <laughs> to need a lot more ten target games to <laughs> to be relevant. Actually, make them count. Taylor Gabriel, seventy-first. Right. Yes. So both these guys need 10 targets in order to be relevant. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what true throw value is, you just got the master class in true throw value by Mr. Jason himself, the master him, the master man himself. Someone responded on Twitter to our true throw value. The stat is lit. Yeah. Like, yes, it is. Yes, it is, because it helps you make avoid stupid decisions. <laughs> um, but David Montgomery. Yeah, David Montgomery would, would not be a stupid decision in this game, maybe. Second most fantasy points of running backs, Detroit. Look, yeah, you're likely starting David Montgomery, but you got to temper your expectations at this point because he has just been so absolutely awful. Like, there's no way to put it. Yeah, sure, maybe they're not blocking super well, but he's also not running well. Like, you don't average 3.3 yards per attempt just because of the line. Like, you have something to do with that, too. 13 for 22 against the Giants, just yuck. 14 for 31 against L.A., 17 for 60 against Detroit, 14 for 40 against Philly. Dude, that's just a disgusting stretch of games. And he really—he only has one game this year over 67 rushing yards. One game and it's week 13. That is not a stat that many people are aware of, David Montgomery, if you hear, if you know what type of volume he's been getting. Because he went for 135 in that game. Yeah, he went for 135 in that game against L.A. when they ran 27 times. Otherwise, he has not surpassed 67 yards. His role in the passing game has diminished uh, three receptions total the last three games. Detroit's a great matchup, but if he doesn't find the end zone and he, if he keeps running the way he is, it's it's likely going to be a little disappointing. But Detroit's even played better recently, though. They held Zeke to 16 for 45, and AP and Geis didn't do anything against them last I mean, week. Zeke, when he went 15, 16 for 45, had a big day in the air, though, no? That game, if I'm not He had mistaken. one or two or No, he had two catches for 28 yards. Oh, yeah. shit, so he didn't. He just caught a touchdown. Yeah, it was the screen touchdown. He had two touchdowns. touchdowns. That's what covered it up. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Hey, you're taking, yeah, and two, then you're taking two even Montgomery three touchdowns. weeks ago against Detroit, Montgomery went 17 for 60. It's just, it's bleh. 
<laughs> I feel like this whole game is kind of blah. Yeah. But indeed. then again, like this, what if it, imagine this blows up for like 45, 42. That'd I mean, nice. Tariq Cohen's probably a better bet at this point, honestly. He's been having some good weeks. Like the better start is David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's going to get the ball more. He's going to. Gonna touch him more is more reliable, but Terry Cohen is probably the better bet if you're like who's gonna score more fantasy points. Yeah. I mean he's been he's right? been, am I crazy? His he consistency has, has been going up while Montgomery's been going down. I mean yeah. he's outscored Montgomery in three straight weeks, four, five, and seven receptions receptions the last three weeks. So I agree that Terry Cohen might end up with more points than Montgomery. I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't be shocked. And Cohen is certainly uh flex appeal kind of guy this week against Detroit. All right, let's move on to a little game that's a little more exciting. Mm. No, not a little game, big game. Big playoff implications in this game, too. One thing that I like about uh, the playoffs is, like, don't get me wrong, I love talking. The playoffs? I love talking. Um, Smack? No, I love talking fantasy with you guys. That's not oh. my favorite thing to do. But I also like talking about, like, who's going to win and who's going to lose. So when, we, when, we are, when we're during playoff time, like, I like doing that with you guys. It's very it is, insightful. It's fun. Yeah, um, but let's talk about whose fantasy players are going to do good in a game. Uh, this is the Bills and the Cowboys. Bills, Bills and the, Bills. the Cowboys. The Bills had a good game last week, man. Josh Allen, not for nothing, you guys made fun of me. I've always been a Josh Allen guy, and he's looking good, man. 30-something points. He was the QB1 last week. I never. I mean, I just wasn't a big believer in Josh Allen's accuracy QB2, last my year, bad, Lamar which, Jackson. He was QB1 until Monday night. He still he still has work to do in the accuracy department, but yeah, he's yeah. definitely playing a lot better this year, better than I expected. Like he's definitely made strides this season. Dude, fifteen for twenty five with one hundred eighty five yards. Whoop de doo. Yeah, I'm thinking about two weeks ago. <laughs> All right, I mean, but, but this week also Denver, has been good. His it's legs, been, yeah, it's Denver. He, he he rushed a touchdown in. That's what you love from him. Fifty. Look, uh, no, he didn't. I'm sorry. Fifty six yards legs. on the ground. He uses he uses his legs, and he's consistent for fantasy. But if you think I'm going to admit that Josh Allen's not a good quarterback... He got I'm, them I'm at 8-3, going... and three, man. They, I mean, they he's were... been solid. They, he's been good. He's been Yo, decent. He, he makes least. some bad throws sometimes. He's not perfect. He's been an average NFL quarterback. I don't yeah. know, but with, but with the legs of an above-average one. So it kind of I need to, yeah, I need to see more. He's, the legs never going to work if he can't throw better. The legs supplement. He hasn't improved enough as a thrower. I don't agree. I think he's proved drastically as a thrower. Jason said enough. He didn't say he didn't improve. He said he hasn't improved enough. But, I mean... Uh, he's improved clearly. His completion you, percentage you is guys up like eight percent. Famous for giving up on people way too early. I feel I, like. I, sure. I'm not giving up. I just I don't. don't. You're, you're millennials when it comes to this shit. I just you got, you got two years to change my mind. Listen, <laughs> I I didn't like Carson Wentz coming out, and then and we hated Mr. Trubisky. He was almost MVP, and now he's trash again. So and Mr. Trubisky. So fuck off, Tim. Well, Josh Allen is good. All right. I'm not thankful and so for is you. Pat Mahomes. I like Pat Mahomes coming out of college. Well, yeah, Pat right. Mahomes is the man. Impy said, Impy loved him. Shout out to Impy. He also loved Lamar Jackson. Said that he was going to be in the conversation for MVP this year. He said that preseason. That's impressive. Lamar Jackson is a bad man. He's a bad man, man. He, he. I thought I was out of it in one league. He's my quarterback. Bam. Talking about quarterbacks though, John Brown. You can't, you can't overthrow this dude, and he's like the perfect guy for. For Josh Allen, and you saw them connect on a long one last week. He's been one of the more consistent fantasy players of the year. Yeah, it's been glorious for John Brown owners. But last week, a little concerning. Only 39 yards. I'm kidding when I say a little concerning. It was a difficult matchup against Chris Harris, but it was the first time under 54 yards. Now he goes against Dallas and Byron Jones. If he didn't catch that touchdown, it would have been a but he did a very mediocre game. He did. Uh, but you can't really bet on John Brown to score touchdowns. Like it's not like he's a touchdown guy. I think he he's, has he, he has, has a five safe, this year. He's doing well in that department. But he has a safe floor though, even without a touchdown. Because yeah, he he went under what'd you say, sixty five yards yeah. for the first time. But this is his first time he's going under sixty five yards. yards. Fifty one, actually. Sorry. He's like this guy has a, has one of the safer floors out there. Yeah, I appreciate but that. Going against Byron Jones is a tough matchup. I'm still gonna rank him in wide receiver two territory though because he's just been so great for uh for the bills yeah for sure uh jason anyone else in this bills passing attack that you're considering playing in on jason's a favorite guy league? of course i know what are you just trying to <laughs> reel me in for cole beasley that's exactly what i'm a, doing a huge asshole on thanksgiving day when you're supposed <laughs> to give thanks i'm throwing i'm, I'm only giving him fish i'm really this in was now. cole beasley's first game over <laughs> 10 Standard points over 12 half PPR points. Sounds all like Alan Robinson. 
if you like ugly average madness, then Cole Beasley's your guy. <laughs> You're calling Cole Beasley an average know, ugly man. man? This guy had ten targets again. Nine. Right. Who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? But again, against Denver, Chris Harris was lined up against John Brown, right? It opened up more space for Cole Beasley. That's a good thing for... I mean, last time they played New England with Stephon Gilmore and John Brown, he saw 13 targets, went 7 for 75. There you go. So it's usually these games where it opens up more for him because the because John Brown is being shadowed by the main guy. Here, if Byron Jones is on John Brown, it could open things up for Cole Beasley. Like Jason said, his upside is a tad limited. But, I mean, he's always kind of in that wide receiver three flex appeal just because of how, like, at least consistent he is to not end your week. Revenge game. Oh, snap. Revenge game. Revenge. Another, Revenge. another consideration. Jason, are you changing your mind? Cole, no. <laughs> uh, how about Devin Singletary in that backfield who's been um, not quite the league winner that some people thought he could be, See, but he's been That's good. the thing, Tim. If Devin Singletary scored a touchdown the last two weeks, the world would be going berserk. But he didn't. 15 for 75, 21 for 106. I mean, he's been good. These are solid numbers. And they haven't had to pass. They haven't had to use him in the passing game either because they've been leading the whole time. But he's still four targets three games ago, six targets two games ago, only one target, but that's trending up. He had two last week. But anyway, just keep firing him up, man. He's going to find the end zone eventually, and he's getting enough touches for that to normalize. So if anyone is... I don't know. I'm not a guy that's down on Singletary. If anything, I would be happy with what I've gotten from him so far. 11, 25, 8, and 11 since he's had a big role. Like, you can't really ask for more from a guy who was on your bench just waiting for him to become a part of the offense. What about this week, Michael? How do you feel about him? Against I'm, the Cowboys defense. I'm who... likely going to be a little more uh, bullish on Devin Singletary than the crowd. I think I'm going to rank him higher than he is at expert consensus. I agree with Jason. He's getting the work. And he's doing well with it, all because he's not putting up these flashy numbers. 15 for 75 is 5 yards a carry. And 21 for 106 is 5 yards a carry. He's averaging over 5. He's averaging 5.8 yards per attempt this year. And he hasn't really had to been used in the passing game uh, the last couple weeks. Frank Gore is still getting work, yes. But Devin Singletary has just supplanted him as the main guy there. They're a run-first team. Josh Allen and his big throws get a lot of the attention, but... They are run first squad. Yeah, and going to Dallas, it might be a it's it's going to be a tough matchup. It's this is probably one of their toughest matchups of the season because they've had a pretty light schedule to date outside of the Patriots. And they're on prime time, which the Bills are almost never on prime time. Like, yeah, they're so the only game going on. I I think it's a. Uh, When's the last time you saw a Bills game in prime time? I think Devin Singletary gets a lot of work, and I think uh, people see him in prime time and say, "Oh, look at this guy, Motor Singletary out here." Mm. Devin Singletary out here looking like he's a real ball player. Michael, you're selling me. That's right. You're selling me on it, kid. Nothing a little broken chocolate can't fix. <laughs> Quick, where's that from, Tim? Nothing a little broken chocolate can't fix. He's breaking a butterfinger. Uh, I, I see it, but I can't, like, One of the it. worst movies of all time, but it's also hilarious. All right, oh. your time's up. Yeah, it's uh, Employee of the Month with Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson. There was no way I'm getting that. There's no way my mind even reaches there. What are you going to do? On its own. you got to put it there. You need a new now mind. I remember, now I remember this, the movie. Nothing a little broken chocolate. It's just that your mind reaches into the weirdest places at all times. I mean, Jason said Yo, it this time. Yeah, I'm talking about both of you. Before that. we move on from this game, <laughs> or if we touch on someone else, Jason Witten's become kind of useless at this point. I feel like he's the only person left. Oh, wait. We still got to talk yeah, about the Cowboys. We haven't talked about the Cowboys yet. Sorry. Yeah. I'm bugging. We haven't even talked about the Cowboys. Anyway, the Cowboys are six and a half point favorites, which is a little odd to me. Interesting. I think I, I think it has to do with the fact that yo, when's the last time you saw the Bills play on a primetime game, on a game where everyone's watching? When? It's got to be a factor. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, but yeah, still talk. Since Jason brought up the tight ends, Dawson Knox, Dallas has been absolutely atrocious against the tight end recently. So I'm not saying start Dawson Knox if you're in it. If you're in a two tight end league. I'd be excited about having Dawson Knox as my second tight end. In a one tight end league, if you're really struggling and you really need a home run, maybe take the shot on him. But, yeah. Mr. Dawson. All right, let's go over to the Cowboys since Jason was so eager to get to there. You're, you're right, Jason? You ready? 
Jason oh. Witten, number one fantasy option this week. Obviously. Yeah. Jason Witten. He's basically the Zeke of tight ends. What are you even talking about him for? <laughs> right. All right, let's go to let's go to Dak Prescott, who's been absolutely f- fucking on fire the past couple games. The only problem is that last week it didn't it didn't result in a win. So I do think that this Well, game, he was not on fire at all last week against New England. Prior to that, no, short. prior to that, yes. But yeah. I mean, that was the that was the wind, I think. That was the weather. I mean, it's also the new. We played defense. in a bad weather game. We talked about this on Monday, but we played in a bad weather game this week, and it it makes a difference. Yeah, I know it's not the same at all, but it makes a difference. I mean, the Northeast <laughs> was cold and windy this week. Uh, so do you think Dak shits the bed because of that again, or do you think it's uh it's smooth sailing for Dizzy Dak? His two most difficult matchups this year were uh, New England and New Orleans, I'd say. And in those two matchups, he went 9-8 and eight total fantasy points. Buffalo is a very good defense. It's the That's what carries their team, uh, despite Josh Allen playing well and all that. Their defense is what really defines the Bills. It's a tough matchup, man. He's going to be in a, near the lower end of my uh, QB1 rankings this week. Less so. I would... I'm yeah, not. I would be okay with uh, benching Dak this really? week. Really, guys? He's in the dome. He's he do, do he's elite when he plays in the dome. He's been elite before last game when the weather took over. I know he's playing the Bills, but sit him. Oh, I mean, it depends this is on the your options, that, but this I'm, is the guy I'm that taking you're... Darnold over him. As am I. Interesting. Yeah, I'll probably put Darnold over him this week too. Man, but it'd be hard for me to sit him if I had him. Just don't tough play Tough matchup, man. This is a game. This is a Zeke game. It has Zeke written all over it. Speaking of tough games, Amari Cooper had the toughest of games last week. Yep. He put zero up for zero points. And this is not Amari Nooper territory. I'll tell you that. This is Amari Cooper territory. Because Amari yeah, Nooper would is, never do this. All right? This is what happens every year. There's always a game where he has zero catches. Yeah. And let's not forget that he has another game with three and another game with one. So let's not act like Mark Cooper, someone he's not. Historically, he's... historically too, the dude struggles against good cornerbacks. Historically, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta take that into consideration when you're playing a very good secondary. And we think he'll be matched up against Tre'Davious White one on one for most of the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, I agree. He, I told Michael last week that I preferred Michael Gallup to Amari Cooper. I mean, Gallup didn't blow the world away, but that ended up being correct. And Gallup I'll had like four points. He went four I know, for 55. but it still oh, worked. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, that's more than that. Four for 55 isn't terrible. Yeah, not too bad. Seven and a half And points. that'll probably remain the same this week. I'd prefer Gallup to Cooper. What about Randall Cobb, who's been fantasy relevant all of a sudden three weeks in a row? Randall Cobb's been balling out. Uh, again, I think this is a, a game where you could start all three of them. Uh, I don't see why not with the way Cobb has been going because he's clearly a big part of the offense now. Uh, they don't. They basically stopped throwing to Jason Witten as much as they were in the beginning of the I, year. Too. I think that's what's really getting Randall Cobb up. Yeah, the the, 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 tight the targets that anymore. were going to Jason Witten, they realized this dude's trash, and it, now they're going to Randall Cobb. I mean, eight, eight, seven, and seven targets the last four games. He went four for eighty-six against New England. Very usable line in a super difficult matchup. I mean, Buffalo's still a a tough matchup, but Randall Cobb is. Absolutely earned like flex appeal, maybe even wide receiver three appeal. Yeah, I agree. I got I got Randall Cobb one week. It wasn't fun. It felt like a random Cobb. You know what, what I'm saying? Like someone hits you with a Cobb, that must hurt. A Cobb. Speaking of getting hit with a Cobb, what's, what's a Cobb? Tri- like a Cobb of corn, like a corn on Cobb. Someone's gonna hit you with a Cobb, like. Man, why you just let me make my jokes? <laughs> Even if they're bad, Dang, Ezekiel so. Elliott, he's been he's been not the guy that you expected. But you have to. I mean, he's one of the safer players in in football. He's playing against a team that has allowed some good games to running backs. Um, are you expecting a big game out of Zeke? Is he in like your top five this week? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Um, there comes a time where everyone we're just waiting for that big Zeke game. Yeah, and the I feel huge like one, you know? The Thanksgiving one. home against a bad run defense, a great pass defense, coming off of a tough loss against New England. I feel like Dallas is just going to try to come out, uh, make a point, 
use their physicality and feed Zeke. I feel like the first drive, we might see him just march down the field and get in for a touchdown and then keep going from there. I feel like this is going to be a Zeke week. The demise of Zeke and Barkley this year has been interesting. Man, the I want to say demise, you know, they're I still made... obviously very usable, but they have not been the set forget 20 point studs that they were last year. Uh, Barkley's been bad. Yeah, just Barkley's been pretty bad. And man, the biggest mistake I made all Dude, year. Dude, Kamara too. Kamara, yeah. The biggest mistake anyone made was taking any of those guys over CMC. It's basically been like CMC 1, Dalvin Cook 1B and then everyone else no, it hasn't been a dominant RB. You're right. It's been there's been dominant RB weeks, but there hasn't been that one guy that you can just count on. Like you had like seven of those guys last year. Yeah, yeah. Last year was nuts. We we were spoiled. Yeah, we were spoiled <laughs> because even when the like Le'Veon Bell decided he wasn't gonna play, James Conner became an RB one. So it was like true that it was like even the guys who went down their replacements all became RB ones. It was kind of crazy, but anyway, um, that's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, but for Zeke, obviously he's a play. What about Tony Pollard, who's been a little more involved in the offense? No. If, if you're, you're playing desperate. Tony Pollard, you have to hope for a touchdown. Otherwise, he's going to get you two or three points. Yeah, facts. Uh, he's a big play only guy. All right, so let's go over to the other side. No, we already went over to the side. Next game. Final Thanksgiving Look game. Look at that. We're cruising right now. I, I feel like I like this when we only have to break down three games. We get really, really in-depth into it. We're talking about every player, like shout out to JD. Talk about every player, Tim. I know, but like in depth, not just like passing over. Shout out to JD McKissick, though. We forgot him. He's been terrible. My bad, JD. I mean, that's that's what I get for kind of buying into you, dweebs, telling me JD McKissick is gonna be <laughs> well. That's before Bo decent. Scar- before Bo Scarborough came in the scene, he was gonna be decent, and then Bo Scarborough came in the scene. You realize what you just said, right? And then Bo Scarborough came to the scene. He's just a different type of back. Yeah, but that's what happens when you trust JD McKissick. Move on. Let's go. No, no, no. I will not let you slander the fact that Bo. Too Scarborough late. I already did. Ha- is good. Can't what, slander it. What does Bo Scarborough have to do? I'm not saying Bo Scar- Scarborough hasn't played well. Yes, you have, basically. You're insinuating. No, I'm saying you You're saying he's not McKissick good enough. was stupid. Let's move on. After they signed game. Joel, it was different. Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over to the Saints <laughs> and the Falcons. Um, Michael Thomas is the man. Um, teams damn. don't double him for some reason. Why not? I don't know. He's underrated somehow, and he's the best player in the world. Has over 100, best wide receiver in the world, I believe. He has over 100 receptions already. Is there anyone if we were drafting today? Safer? Would Michael Thomas be the second pick? He would have to be. No, it would be McCaffrey, Cook, Thomas. Cook, yeah, you're right. McCaffrey, Cook, Thomas. Yeah, I'd probably take him third. The dude is ridiculously consistently great. It's crazy. Even when even when Breeze was out, it's like you could trust him. He's gonna play good. Yeah. I'm going out on a limb here. Michael Thomas is going to play good. Jeez, Louise, this guy's 1,242 yards yeah. and 104 receptions. I own him in a league. It's like it's like taking cake. For, 17 points every week. Taking candy from a baby is what I you're I was going to say cake, yeah. <laughs> take, 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 take that cake. I never liked candy. I'd take Fuck cake your birthday. from a baby. Fuck your birthday, baby. Which, by the way, my sister-in-law just had a baby just like right now. Woo! Like a few minutes ago. Congratulations. Which means Timmy it's is adorable. officially an uncle. Yeah, I'm an uncle twice. Wow, it's mad weird. This is my second uh, niece. No, this oh, is, right. my ne- this is right. a nephew now. I got yeah. a na- niece. Well, and this a is the first time you're an uncle to a newborn child. Facts. That's that's a fact. That's you don't a, think about that when you marry someone. That's strange. Yeah, I had to like, <laughs> I had to make, I had to make sure. Like Zoe is my niece, and like I was like, wait a minute, because I was I was saying your niece to Maria, but like wait, I was like wait a minute, my my niece, and she's like, yeah, yeah, your niece. I'm like. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's odd. <laughs> Man, that's odd. I mean, it's, it must be very strange in the in the beginning. It's. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I'm down. She's a great girl. <laughs> love that girl. All right, let's go over to... I mean, of course you love her. She's your niece. <laughs> <laughs> let's go over to the other uh, the options, the other options in the passing game. We saw Trey Conn-Smith score a touchdown last week. Uh, Ted, Ginn, Ted Ginn didn't really do nothing. But uh, with that being said, the Saints are in a dome. I know it's usually home road, but maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I'm stretching here. No. Ted Ginn needs to retire. Don't so do it. Jason Smith can become reliable. Besides that, no. Damn, can't man, win with him. Jason you can't is play harsh, with him. Bro. I can't do it. Law school has made you jagged. 
We discussed this on the review. I don't episode. got time for bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a yeah. razor's edge right now. <laughs> but we discussed this on the uh, review episode, so we don't have to go super in depth with the wide receivers and tight ends. But basically, Jared Cook has become the second option there. Facts. So you can't trust Smith, uh, Smith or or Ginn, but Jared Cook has been glorious with uh, Drew Brees on their center. So, I mean, six for 74 three weeks ago, two for 33, but he found the end zone lat two weeks ago, and then six for 99 and a touchdown against Carolina. Has 20 targets over these last three games uh, with Drew Brees back. He's healthy again. He's clearly operating as the main number two option behind Michael Thomas, and in a game which should be more of a shootout than it was last time. Last time these two teams played, for whatever reason, Atlanta destroyed the Saints. I do not expect that to happen again this week. Honestly, too, like people, if you forgot, this guy Jared Cook last year had 896 receiving yards and six touchdowns on a team with a bad quarterback and bad weapons around them. Yeah. Wow, look at you just announcing that Derek Carr's a bad quarterback without even stuttering. Another I mean, quarterback was, that me and Jason told Timmy, you're an idiot, look, Carr sucks. Shush, he was... <laughs> A backup. He was a bad quarterback last year. He's much better this year. Drew Locke's going to be the next one. He played great against the Jets. Nah, Drew Locke much. is made for this, man. You'll see. You'll see. You you are the reincarnation of John Elway. Nah, don't you just do love Listen, bad I, quarterbacks. I don't like Joe Flacco. Uh, this uh, yeah. mischievous, how long is this mischievous thing going to haunt me? Because I've been pretty good otherwise, all right? Forever. We still make fun of Mr. Mr. I love Baker Mayfield. Blah, 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 Baker's blah, blah. nice. I'm not backing off. I, we mean? still make fun of Timmy for he said the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl and then they got the first overall pick the next year. <laughs> yeah, but the next year what did they do? For that. They went 11 and 5 and that year the quarterback got and hurt. And Timmy always says that as if the next year matters for his prediction. It does cuz the quarterback got hurt. It changes everything. I, I, no, I'm sick of getting <laughs> slandered for this. <laughs> All right, back to fantasy. All right, yeah, yeah. Back to fantasy. But yeah, Jared start Jared Cook, Cook start Michael Thomas. Uh don't start the other Wide receiver. Jason, I got, a, I got a question for you, Jason. Evan Ingram might be back this week. If Engr- if Evan Ingram is back, asking for a friend of a friend of a dog's neighbor's cousin. Start Jared Cook. The answer's Jared Cook. Yeah. Over Evan Ingram, huh? He's playing Atlanta. And it's a Thursday game. You can't, you're just going to wait to see if Ingram plays, and if he doesn't play, who, Caden Smith? Oh, you're right. Start that Jared too. Cook. Michael Michael makes a valid point here. Um, Ugh, Tim. Ugh. <laughs> what about Alvin Kamara? Uh it, Talk about it, another disappointing stud. Man, do you think he's completely healthy because he's not getting the workload like he is? Although, you know, with that being said, he touched the ball 20 times for 102 yards. So it's not like he didn't get anything. That's the thing, too. A lot of these guys just aren't finding the end zone like we're used to. Yeah. This guy has two touchdowns on the season. They both came in the same game. I think that's why fantasy is so hard to predict, man. Kamara had 18 touchdowns last year, 14 the year before. Now we look, and his touches aren't all that different, and he has two. And it's it's pretty funny. His yards per attempt on the ground are the same as they were last year, and he's still averaging over 100 yards per game from scrimmage. Like, all this talk about how Alvin Kamara is, like, diminishing is just basically touchdowns that have changed. And he's getting a little less work recently because of the injury that occurred. And I think, yes, it's, it's concerning I, when those touchdowns are being given to Lat Murray. When yeah. in the beginning of the year that wasn't a problem. At I think all. they're just I, they're just trying to get him, uh, keep him healthy though, man. That this team is going to the playoffs. They're not trying to get Alvin Kamara hurt. Hey, for, for no reason. For our purposes though, we have to take that into consideration. It's true, but Alvin Kamara has also seen, uh, excuse me, caught twenty seven balls the last three weeks. Yeah, that's like wide receiver one reception numbers. Yo, he's so. on pace to pass his reception, this high in receptions. He had eighty one in the last two years. And he's on pace to have 177 rush attempts. Last year at 194. So if the and he missed two uh, games, if the un- increased receptions counter it too, and he missed a couple games, he's getting the work. He's just not finding the end zone. So you got. With that being said, you got to play him against Atlanta. Yeah, of course. I and mean, Latavius Murray. People loved Latavius Murray last week, and again, just like week one. Me and Jason were so upset about it because they got bailed out by a twenty, literally a twenty-eight yard touchdown again. I think it was the same exact distance. Otherwise, he had seven carries for sixty-four yards total. Like, set, I'm gonna he, say you're gonna trust a guy who's getting seven carries a game. Seven carries is like a good thing for him to get. People yeah. who need their studs to come through before Thanksgiving are gonna have that happen. I think I'm I'm uh, making a bold prediction that Zeke and Kamara both have two touchdowns Ooh. each. Each throw Singletary Ooh. into that mix, will you? 
I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I want a running back in each game. Singletary, Zeke, and Kamara. Wow. All two touchdowns. Okay. Jason's going with the old. Well, Singletary, a little less confident about single, Singletary. Singletary's against Zeke. Give that yeah. one to Michael. But yeah, Singletary, two <laughs> touchdowns. Nah, you need you need one. You need I mean, one. You know how good we've been with Jason. Uh, if you predicting want touchdowns, if you want one in each game, you need a Detroit or Chicago running back going for two. Oh right, I need one in each game. Singletary doesn't fit that bill. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Singletary will find the end zone though. Maybe not two. Nah, fuck that. There, there might not even be two <laughs> touchdowns in that game. <laughs> Jason, start. Let, let's, let's not get a little too ahead of ourselves here. Um, Jason Ingram. Let's go to the Buccaneers. Chris Godwin went god ham. We're not playing the Buccaneers, Tim. It's Saints oh, and that Falcons. Was, that was last week. My bad. But <laughs> I mean, without Chris Godwin. He went ham, went, all right. He, he went, went ham. ham on Thanksgiving. Just putting that out there. Maybe he'll Even go when it's three games, Tim messes up the last <laughs> game. Yo, I was looking at last uh, was last week. Yeah, I was looking at last week. What oh, else two weeks you? ago. You I was also at, suck at looking you know at the games yeah, for they, whatever reason. They put three games here on oh the God, thing. Tim, please don't and explain. It's number it's one. Not, <laughs> <laughs> Falcons. Uh, everyone Falcons. thought they were kind of back. And then... Let me tell you this. One, Matt Ryan is going to be... Sucks. Nowhere near the expert consensus ranking in my rankings. He's the number seven overall expert consensus quarterback right now. This dude has scored four injury by week, 16-16-9. Sucks. New Orleans just got torched by Kyle Allen, which gives you hope if you're a Matt Ryan owner. But how could you trust him? Yes, he's at home. He's going to be somewhere between like 11 and 12 for me probably once I get down to it because there is some appeal. But New Orleans defense prior to last week's game has been getting better. I don't know where that came from. They're getting torched by Kyle Allen. I mean, Falcons owners have to hope that that continues this week. But Marshawn Lattimore got a limited practice in today, which is important because I'd be surprised if he played, but that would be big. Yeah, because Julio Jones and Calvin Rig- Ridley, Michael, the Calvin Ridley show has been appearing the last couple. The weeks. Calvin Ridley show has been in full force. Yeah. Tickets for sale for the Calvin Ridley <laughs> show. Um, yeah, I ranked him high again last week, and although it was a terrible first half in which you thought, damn it, why did I trust Calvin Ridley? He had a great second half, saw 14 targets, six receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. And folks, Julio Jones is at a legitimate risk of not playing this game. That's like true. He's, I, think, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't think he practiced today. He did not practice. Today. He did not practice today. He did not practice yesterday. Remember that this game is on a Thursday. If there's no Marshawn Lattimore, Matt Ryan is going to have Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage as his main two receiving options because Austin Hooper is also not returning. Calvin Ridley might see 15 to 18 targets legitimately. And with Especially if Marshawn Lattimore doesn't play. Which, yeah. If exactly. he does play, it's a little different. So if Julio plays, obviously you play him. Like that's... Even if he's hurt. I mean, it's Julio Jones. And even if Lattimore's in. Especially if Lattimore's out. If, even if Lattimore's in, you play him. Yeah. But yeah, him and Calvin Ridley. Even Russell Gage, if Julio Ridley comes out, probably goes up into flex territory because this guy caught like eight balls for 70 yards on double-digit targets last week as well. Jason? Uh, I mean, yeah. It, it depends on Julio Jones a little bit in my in my mind and Marshawn Lattimore. There's, there's a lot going on around Ridley that'll affect him. Uh, that isn't necessarily on him, but he's definitely someone that you want to throw into your lineup. He's come on a lot as as of late. 14 targets last week. Not the most efficient, but when you're seeing 14 targets, you can't complain. So you, you got to fire him up. It's a Thursday. You might have other options, but have some fun Thanksgiving. They're home. Root for your guy. What about the running backs? Um, Brian Hill, you, you thought he you went on the waiver wire, you picked him up. You thought he was going to be a a stand-in for Devontae Adams. Has had two bad games. For Devontae, Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams. Freeman. He has two bad games. 24 carries on 44 yards in his two games combined. On top of that, Quadri Olsen gets the goal line carry last week. He on gets top of that, down. Devontae Freeman practiced in full today. On top of that, he practiced in full. So he's probably going to Boom. Play. Devontae Boom. Freeman's back, folks. Fuck Brian Hill. Fuck Brian Not Hill. like as a person, as a fantasy player. No, fuck, fuck Brian Hill. Fuck Brian Hill. Nah, because after his game, Thanksgiving. after his first game ever as a starter in which he played terrible, he said, I'd apologize to my fantasy owners, but I just don't care. That's true. He did say that. So he could suck it, you know? Suck it. I thought it was okay. But I got to say, Devontae Freeman, 
Also, if Julio Jones is out, expect Devontae Freeman to get more passing targets as well. Hell yeah. It's a terrible matchup against New Orleans, but I'm oddly feeling it for Devontae Freeman. Half Joe. Because if Julio Jones is out, even if he's not, I'm sure he'll be some type of limited. If he's not, then so be it. But I feel like Devontae Freeman, this is a game where I expect Atlanta to trail. I feel like Devontae Freeman, if even if he only gets 5 to 11 carries because they're trailing, he might end up with 7 or 8 receptions and might fall into the end zone. The best part of Devont, uh, Brian Hill sucking, why would he take carries away from Devontae Freeman? More than he has to. Because he's going to get some. This is a New Orleans team that's good against the running back, though. It is. Yeah. I mean, but last week, through the air, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's a different animal, but he caught nine passes against them. So, I mean, we'll see. But I, I, the, the reason I'm optimistic about Devontae Freeman this week in what seems to be a terrible matchup isn't his running ability. It's his ability through the air, especially with the way his replacements have been playing, which is why I expect him to just get right back into the workhorse role because they've all been bad. Anyone else you guys want to talk about in this game? Uh, That's all, folks. Don't forget to play in your Thrive Fantasy Leagues for this Thursday. ThriveFantasy.com or the Thrive Fantasy app. Put in the promo code BRODO and get $10 free on your first deposit of $10 or more. Let's get it. At Red Cup News also, your number one source for college everything. Michael, where can they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. Jason, where can they find you? Jason Patrop. At... Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, frisky. real, real frisky. Don't forget to please support us. It's the giving of thanks and the thanks of giving. So we'll thank you if you're giving. Um, that, was, that was pretty smooth, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. BrodoFantasy.com for everything Brodo, including true throw values. You saw us use it live and in the flesh. Don't play guys who aren't good. How do you know who's not good? Jason will tell you with his stat. True throw value. And true Stop, that's my value. name. And you could go check it out. Stat. Stat. Brotofantasy.com. Um, what else? Am I missing any Enjoy plugs? Enjoy your Thanksgivings. Yes. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, Enjoy man. some turkey. Shout out to turkey. May your fantasy matchups be as grand as your turkeys. One quick question for my brothers here. I'm taking a nice four-hour trek back home now. Mm-hmm. I'll see you guys soon. Uh... Do I listen to a civil procedure ebook in the car? Oh, that sounds to... awful. Oh. Or do I listen to Hamilton? Oh. Civil procedure ebook. Oh, Jason, how much do you have to study, honestly? Damn, you guys are really going to guilt me into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm four kidding. hours. It's Thanksgiving. Go I'll tell you what. Listen to Hamilton. I don't absorb podcasts any better than when I'm in a car. I just finished my audio book. Great book. You should listen to that. The Outsider What's by the Stephen book, King. Dude? I didn't even get paid for this. Yo, and you are the outsider by Stephen King. You're really, you're. This is illegal, what you're doing right now. Giving him your ebook. You're doing crime on air. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we're criminals. If, imagine you hear sirens outside right now. <gasps> if you never hear from us again, <laughs> it's been nice, Michael. Criminal. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Later. Later. Later.